right, well, I'm back. Uh, personally, in a, a little less pain at this exact moment. Almost none, but you know, we'll see how long that lasts. Anyway, i uh, got Steve here, and we've got... Um, well, we could say that it is a uh, a spicy week, to uh, to say the least. It's um, very uh, very heated conversations about very active uh, active things, shall we say? We'll get into that in a second. But firstly, we've got um, we've got something that just happened uh, around uh, shit about four hours ago. There was um, a crash <clears throat> uh, crash, as I was saying. <clears throat> Around 6.30 p.m. in, uh, what is this, the uh, Department of Berwick? This is in Pennsylvania. Uh, it crashed around 6.30 p.m. in Toxicology Department, which is just some bar. And uh, officials saying multiple people are injured. Uh, people are along with, seen with EMS assisting. People from the community are gathered for a day-long event. You know, for victims of a previous thing, I'm seeing... Uh, you know, as I look at the picture here, I'm seeing uh, it's not a very diverse picture, sadly. And then as I read through the very short article, it doesn't say a word about the driver of the vehicle. And, you know, I find that uh, entirely incurious because that means that it was not a white person driving the car. And that's the whole story. So anyway, we'll get into the other story that's, uh, you know, the cause celeb of the uh, the moment, which is, of course... Our man Don Treasy and um, and the erstwhile raid. So uh, you're more familiar with nuclear secrets. So why don't you fill us in on this, there, uh, Steve? So, so just to be clear, they didn't say nuclear secrets. They said nuclear documents. Which no, the media said is, nuclear secrets. The, uh, I'm pretty sure they said nuclear documents. I think oh, initially, what... but they've moved on now. Now they're talking about how Have he they, needs. To, oh, I, yeah, no, that I, he needs to be executed because he's as bad as the Rosensteins. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not talking about what the, the you know, Twitterati is saying. I'm talking about what the actual comment from, like, the WAPO was. Oh, and yeah, the initial stuff. one. Yeah, no, we're, we're, they've gone past that. The only, the sense. only, like, I don't, I don't work on suspicion or whatever, or, but basically it was, it was, it was originally nuclear documents. I suspect that that is probably accurate for, um, what, what we're talking about. But that is a very, very, very large uh, and unspecified subject matter, right? So, so yes, most of our nuclear technology is actually, uh, you know, is is controlled in some way. Uh, whether it's the NRC, if you're working for them, they're actually pretty quiet and mum on a whole bunch of different aspects associated with it. Obviously, the stuff that I do is there's there's a lot of lot of stuff there. But even even within the range of documents that are classified there are large there are very different ranges as to what's going on there's stuff that comes in that is no foreign and these are nuclear documents and no foreign means no foreign nationals there's also your your more classified stuff you know people are familiar with secret and top secret i think those are dod classifications mm -hmm. and uh, unfortunately I'm, everybody has their own flavor of how they classify a document and what they call it um but sitting there and saying nuclear documents came in at like the end of the week after it was very clear that this kind of blew up in the face of Merrick Garland and the rest. So um, given the lack of explicit things, this could be just about anything. And I think that's kind of the point because um, they were trying to find and justify politically or justify 
their actions to a crowd that that even on the the dem side is sitting there and saying hey this is political or it looks politically motivated well i mean we've got andrew fucking cuomo calling this shit out yeah yeah so so like that's that's where they came out and my guess is it was a whole slew of different things and they turned around and they kind of sat down and looked at it and said okay well well what's the uh what what can we justify or what would be a justified reason to do this um and so they said nuclear documents. And the reason they didn't say anything more than nuclear documents could be a mixture of, hey, you know, it's actually classified or something like that. But a much more probable thing is that they it has nuclear something involved. And uh, if they turned around, it was probably something a lot more mundane than that or something that is, you know, they're not going to be able to spin as a, hey, you know, he was selling secrets to Russia or some shit like that. So most likely what we're looking at is... Uh, is something along the lines of you know it could be uh, how many nuclear weapons russia has right that's something that it could have been it could have also been um it, you know how many how many cores were swapping you know people are like oh it's the nuclear codes even if it was the nuclear codes at this point in time the, that information i'm not saying it wouldn't be classified it certainly would be but it's not important because they change those things yeah, and they, and they very... don't just change them on, you know, a new uh, person coming in. They change them on the regular because they're kind yeah, of important. Yeah, well, and like, like you know, again, when when I talked I, a long time ago, I, I mentioned, hey, uh, you know, Hillary Clinton's best defense against her emails thing was to sit there and talk about how pretty much everything that is mundane gets classified. And so, like, it's not just the important shit. It's anything that's important adjacent. And uh, that would have been her best defense, and that's that's definitely true. So when we start talking about classified systems and codes and stuff like that, that they, we we use two FA now, uh, which allows us to not have stupid insanity. And I can have one password that I work with. But back in the day, and I'm assuming this would be there, there'd be a higher rotation schedule for everybody else. We used to have to uh, once every 90 days. Uh, get a new password and it wasn't something that IT sent us and it wasn't something it was a completely random 16 digit alphanumeric sequence Uh, you got to pick one of 10 of the ones that you wanted again they were all randomly generated you were not allowed to write it down so you had to basically you got to pick which one you thought it would be and then enter uh, you know you have to enter it a few times to make sure that you can actually remember it you can't write it down because that would technically be classified information held out of controlled area and this is just act access classified systems so when we start talking about things like you know nuclear codes that was a 90-day rotation every 90 days we had to learn a different friggin' alphanumeric sequence which sucked uh and it's it sucks so much um i'm so glad we have two-factor authentication uh nobody nobody really understands the pain of dealing with uh, classified stuff and everybody thinks it's it's really cool it's not 90 percent of the stuff you deal with when you're dealing with classified shit is stupid uh, and, and you're like, why are we classifying this? So most likely we're talking about when they release nuclear documents, it's it's probably something mundane. Um, it, it's I'm sure it was a records request. I think the reason that they raided him uh, is because whoever it was who put through the document request believes that he was secretly flushing documents down the toilet like one of those ridiculous articles that came out. Everything from the P-tape and all the other stuff there. Um but in reality, we're not. It, it was probably something mundane. Nuclear documents is a very, very large field, especially when you start talking about the presidential level. What we can say for certain it probably wasn't would be actual design specs. 
because that would uh, a the president doesn't care about that that's not useful to him to have and uh you know like it would have to be be it would be something where if all of a sudden he was carrying design specs around uh given that he's not a technical person i would even question it but it is much more likely that it is something having to do with foreign relations our nuclear stockpile uh some sort of turnover right i know um one thing i put in for and i've been interviewed on uh there was a change so when when trump came in one of the things he pushed for was a upgrade of our uh, nuclear weapons and putting them onto basically everything we have is from the 60s and 70s because we've been in treaties preventing us from building new ones since then so he proposed upgrading our trigger switches from whatever they were to whatever they are now because we have way better technology now than we used to and uh you know why wouldn't we want the extra security or response time or controls allowed by modern microcontrollers then you know 1960s 1970s era technology it could also be a a list of estimated warhound count which again we've been in treaties and slowly been decreasing our nuclear stockpile not because we've actually been dismantling nuclear weapons but because this stuff actually decays naturally and so it's very easy to reduce your nuclear stockpile you just wait a little bit sure and a portion of it goes away um so it's it's probably something mundane but when I saw this and it made me cringe because everybody says, you know, winces whenever nuclear stuff comes out in general. And in reality, at best, first off, none of this is confirmed that anything was there. But it's such a generic statement and it covers such a large swath of material, everything from radio, radiation controls to foreign <laughs> information on foreign actors right like it would be great if this was a uh, a some sort of intelligence gathered on russian russian uh, nuclear stockpiles or nuclear nuclear locations where two years ago they might have been relevant and important to the president but it's not like it would be great if that was what they were after and then it turned out that people are going oh my god he sold russia's secret nuclear positioning to russia <laughs> all right or to china or to china or whatever it is right like you basically just it's about where they are uh and so like i mean again so so the next thing that we have to deal with is uh we start talking about this uh, this whole like is this a rational response and we consider what hillary clinton went through and again i didn't go through for her well or didn't go through i have sympathy towards the the whole uh, you know, this is stupid. You know, we we overly classify things. I agree with that that sentiment. All right, that's uh, I've said that before. I've said said it again. But, but let, let me look... let pause you for just a quick second since we're on the topic of Hillary. Isn't it cool that she was able to have merchandise ready to drop as soon as the raid happened? Man, you, you know what? I am what a thoughtful I am sure lady. We've we've seen in real time when I bust out a quote or something like that. Uh, that Craig's will get uh, get some sort of merchandise set up. So, so like that's not a surprise. It's just it's, I, and don't forget, there's an entire organization of people that are like dedicated to how do we fundraise off of this, how do we campaign on this, like that's that's what these people do. Um, well, that's true, but I mean, oftentimes they're not able to have a product ready to ship before the day's out. Uh, that's true. That's true. But all she really is doing is adding, adding, uh, you know, like inscribed 
verbiage to a hat. Yeah. Like, that's actually something that's kind of easy to automate. Yeah, I do think Zazzle has uh, such options. Right. Like, so I don't think, you know, it's in poor taste, but at the same time, you know, they've been pushing for Civil War for a really long time. They're going to get it. It's going to be all that stuff. And what, what, you know, it's just in poor taste. Like, what do we expect? But uh, if we go back to back to her, um, where I dinged her and where I uh, faulted her was she was actively avoiding federal records requests, right? The setup of a private server, the deleting of a whole bunch of materials. And there's enough other stuff in, in terms of, uh, you know, in the periphery of the Internet, which strongly suggests that not only did she know what she was doing, but she did it intentionally thinking it was wrong. And for Comey to come in and say, oh, yeah, you know, she uh, we didn't find intent. A, intent's not part of the statute. And B, you know, other people are prosecuted under this this stuff all the time. And C, you know, she is uh, uh, having a private server in your basement to avoid federal records requests is a perfect example of what not to do. Yeah. In this case, it seems to be, at least the, the narrative, is something like an aide had some papers or something like that, and it got put in a box, and that's what they're looking for. But this all comes from the National Archives requesting information from Trump, uh, and and it seems that this is entirely based on those reports of him, him the the reports that we can't clarify whether or not they're real or not, of him purportedly flushing documents down the toilet, tearing them up and flushing them down the toilet, which a again doesn't make sense. I understand what the claim is, but it doesn't make sense. Well, I mean, we know that the guy's got superpowers. You'd think he'd just use his laser eyes on him. I mean, he's able to overpower multiple Secret Service agents, bust through, uh, uh, what is that stuff, Uh, bulletproof glass, and take control of automobiles with his mind. So, I mean, you'd think that he'd use his superpowers instead of something, you know, simple like that. Like, the the man lives rent-free in these people's head. Only 24-7. (laughs) Right, but but he lives rent free in their head, and they come up with the crazy somewhere. Trump is somewhere between a criminal mastermind to these people and a giant oaf. Now, I, I think yeah, it's it's probably, astounding. As a matter of fact, Th- that alone is really really right. amazing. It's he, he like got, this is the most brilliant people. evil genius, super mastermind evil criminal ever to live and breathe. Also, he's a big dumb idiot. Yes, that can't that and can't you, even you tie gotta, his shoes. You gotta kind of like this is one of those things where you gotta kind of pick a lane. Yeah. I don't really care which lane you pick, but you can't come in uh, and and say, hey, you know, he's a he's a massive idiot, and then simultaneously turn around and be in this position where you're like, well, he might be a massive idiot, but he secretly orchestrated whatever crazy thing, you know, Russia or whatever else, while simultaneously living no paper trail. Right, you can't have an idiot that somehow gets away with everything, and that seems to be where they are. And I think that's largely because they're like, well, he hasn't gotten caught yet, and uh, and the reason he hasn't gotten caught is more likely that there's no actual evidence to keep him, not because he actively went out of his way to hide things. Well, now right? let's let's be fair. I mean, they did have Bob Mueller do that investigation with the entirety of the United States law enforcement apparatus at his disposal, and many tens of millions of dollars in investigative funds. So surely they found something, right? Uh, well, yeah, that's that's it, it is uh when we start talking about all of this stuff uh coming up to play that is the the funniest part of this this whole business is 
the the fact that they haven't found anything from somebody who's supposed to be a giant oaf. Oh, did you uh, did you watch the did you see anything on his on his button that he apparently used to have? Diet Coke one? I didn't know about this. This is apparently a real thing. Did you did you know about his red button? I've only heard about the Diet Coke button. Yes, yes, that's it. Oh, that that, that is, is that is the red button. Brilliant play ever. That's awesome. Oh my god, I don't want to give the man more credit than he deserves, but like, could you imagine being there? And of course, you know, of course, like he does it big and red and all this other stuff. And I'm sure most of this is for show, but he would have been crazy to like. It would have been hilarious to watch diplomats go in and just watch him just smack a red button. Oh, it probably even has a radiation symbol on it. I hope it does. I I fucking hope it, would it does. Be, it would be great. It would be great to have a trefoil there. Yes. I mean that would be that would be one of the finest things. Truly. It would. It would indeed. Ugh, <sighs> oh, that would be great. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I can talk a whole bunch of shit about Donald, but man, he's a lot of fun. <laughs> he's a lot of fun. Oh, he I is. did hear something very noteworthy though. Now, let me pop over here. I don't know if I shared it yet. Because this one just came in, like, very recently. Apparently, he's uh, finally realized that uh, he's uh, he was surrounding himself with idiots. And has replaced... Uh, yeah, okay, cool. Here it is. He's replaced the interns. Uh, the interns, of course, being... Uh, what is it? Uh... Jared Navanka with uh, Lindell and uh, some other folks, apparently. Oh, come on. You can't put Lindell in there. You Better than fucking his daughter and adopted son. I don't know, man. Okay. I don't know. Lindell is... That's fair. That's fair. Mike Lindell is a... um, He's an animated fellow. Like, had so much Ex-cokehead? Ex-cokehead? Thank you. Yeah, but he's absorbed so much cocaine; it's infused as part of his spirit. He's Probably. Like perpetually on. He's he's on the perpetual, on the equivalent of of perpetual, never ending cocaine. That is possible. That is uh, that is truly possible. You know, high on life. I can't believe he would he, he swapped everybody. Like, and I actually I don't mind Ivanka. Ivanka is actually a pretty pretty smart cookie. Granted, she's not as like culture warrior as I would like. I think she's probably certainly um, uh, closer to a Democrat than uh, either her father or or anybody else on the Democratic side would want to admit. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like, you know, I, again, I talk all the time about how I watch Tim Cass. It's my primary news thing. One of the, the best, most refreshing breaths of fresh air, uh, he had Naomi Wolf on for an interview this week. And Naomi Wolf, uh, you know, was a Democratic strategist for a long period of time. Yeah, it and I for remember the, the name specifically. Yeah, yeah, like like she is, she is, she was a big name in the Democratic Party for a long time. It was a breath of fresh air in my normal news feed from conservatives going to this person who is a classical liberal, traditional Democrat, which is where I used to sit. So I don't mind having people that are not, you know, super mega. Uh, interacting in Trump's sphere. I think that's a good thing. I think that's a good thing for everyone. I understand the left has gone nuts and it is I I can't I can't stand them very often, but I don't think replacing Ivanka is necessarily a good thing and I certainly don't think replacing Ivanka with Michael Lindell is a good thing. 
Well, it, you could do worse. Like, you know, and by having though, Ivanka. I mean, the only the only thing worse than Mike Lindell might be Bolton. Right? Like, he might that's be fair. the only one that's worse. That That is fair. <laughs> I, as much of a kick as I got out of uh, Bolton being forced to, you know, advocate for peace, it's just not safe. It's just not safe I, to have a man like that in a position like that. You know, when I... So, so, so... Back when this whole Donald Trump thing started, I used to switch between... I used to predominantly watch CNN. Um, and then the the whole 2016 campaign... So... Actually, I shouldn't say that. I couldn't stand... So I used to watch CNN back in, like, 2008. And uh, then Obama ran, and they got so... Like, they were filleting the man so much that I just couldn't take it anymore. Um, because that, like, I want the news to be critical of our leadership. I, you know, I, I, as much as I, I thought it was bullshit, most of the stuff against Trump, it was good to have people criticizing Trump. There's things that Trump did that are inappropriate and it's good that they got, you know, dealt with. Uh, for instance, the, uh, what was it? The, the, the sitting there and trying to subsidize his hotels with, uh, with, with, diplomatic engagements and stuff like that. Now, I think that that was probably a little bit... Now, more we could also paint that a different way, too, of, hey, I'm going to save the government some money and use my hotels. I, I understand, but it's also... it's one of Either those way, things it's, it's, where it's bad you business. Should, you should try to avoid... It. So one of the things that we get trained to is in the government is is ethics. Uh, it's, it's Yeah, actually, not, I should I, say it's not bad business. It's excellent business, but it's it's definitely not what you should be doing. It is not, and we do spend a significant amount of time attempting because because the government used to be. I know it doesn't seem like it now to all of our listeners, but it used to be. Um, it used to be this thing that was supposed to be beyond reproach, right? The whole point of having a neutral or objectivist government was that we didn't show favor to individuals and that extends to companies so when we start talking like i i had a i had to go meet with a a sales team a little while back about just instrumentation right nothing nothing big or, or special um you can't i can't have them buy me a coffee at starbucks it's four dollars would four dollars influence my decision no but i still can't do it right um, so, so turning around and having the Trump hotels thing where he's getting thousands of dollars transferred to his organization, I understand that he's saying, Hey, we're going to cut a really good deal. We'll save some money, but that's, that's, it's, it's still inappropriate. Right. Oh, sure. uh, and calling him out on that was a perfectly fine and fair thing. Uh, when we start talking about CNN though, they got to the point where they were just making shit up. And as much as I want people to be critical of the government right the issue right now is that they aren't critical of people like biden and they are overly critical of trump to the point where they are hallucinating things that didn't happen well on a more frequent basis let's be completely honest right because you know they've kind of always been doing that but yeah yeah that's uh that's kind of a thing these days Yep. So, uh, but this this whole nuclear document thing, like I, the one thing that's really good here, is the FBI has been shown to be a nakedly political organization on both the right and the left. They actually overstepped their bounds to the point where the left 
the anti-Trump left is stepping in and saying, whoa, you guys went way too far. Like, think about that for a moment. They actually stepped over that, that line <laughs> to the point where, where what is Cuomo's coming well, out yeah, and saying, hey. It's like the Cuomo one, that one kind of makes sense. But then there's another one that's like, um, oh, he's a columnist, uh, George something or other. Oh, I can't remember what his name is. Yeah. But yeah, you know uh, who I'm Yang, talking about. It's Yang like did it too. Yeah, Yang like came out. big names are coming out and saying, "Hey, this is not okay." And and by the way, right? As much as and like we can turn around and go, "Oh man, uh, you know Andrew Cuomo it, Cuomo is doing this solely <laughs> because he has a self interest in protecting himself," and that's a perfectly fair argument. Sure. How, however. However, while he may have a vested interest in protecting himself, the Democrats have always had a vested interest in protecting themselves, and yet they have always been in this screw the Republicans, screw anybody to the the right of Mao, uh, they can all fucking burn, and we'll protect our own. So either he is to the point where he thinks the Democrats will legitimately go after him, or it's, you know, he's actually saying, hey, wait a minute, this is a step too far. It's one thing to have political rhetoric and, and kill 15,000 people because I don't like the president. It's another thing to have us actually trample over uh, this kind of separation in government and administrations and power. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. It's, uh... It's a bad situation, to say the least. Yep. So, yeah, and just think about this. These people wanted Merrick Garland to be yeah. a sitting Supreme Court justice. So, so I will, I will honestly say I, I have learned how wrong I was. So when, when I, back in the day when the Republicans canceled i understand mcconnell's argument on not not voting for garland right the the argument was was quite simply that uh the people have had a referendum on obama's campaign they have consistently been electing republicans they've been electing republicans for uh of the eight years that he was in office they they elected republicans for six of them uh so so the referendum is that they aren't they don't approve of the way Obama is handling things. Right? Sure. That was uh that was that was the argument that was made by McConnell. I disagreed with that. I thought that they should st- you know, it is always the sitting president, he gets his 4 years to do it. You know, I think that rushing through Amy Coney Barrett was the right thing and I do think that swapping for uh, putting in Merrick Garland would have been the right thing at the time. I have come to the exact opposite conclusion now. Merrick Garland has shown himself to be nakedly partisan. Absolute and I don't know whether act. whether it's it's either it's either that Biden just has him under his thumb or he is literally this much of a hack. Well, and when we consider how many uh, how many people kind of meet this uh, level of performance that have been installed by the occupation government, it kind of seems intentional. It, it does. It does indeed. I mean, we look at Lloyd Austin that was installed to uh, 
ensure that a certain thing happened to our military and he is succeeding, you know, exceptionally at uh, ensuring that that certain thing happens. You know, I, uh, I can't, um, I can't say I'm too excited for the next armed conflict that we get involved with and lose. But, uh, you know, that's, well, that's what's going to happen. So, so I don't know, I, I don't know if we're going to find a lot of conflict with like China. I don't think China wants us to be. Oh no, we're kind of uh, kind of mutually tied at the hip at the moment. Like we, we buy we really too much are. of their shit, like, they buy too much of our shit, they own too many right. of our bonds. If if they went to war with the United States, it would be devastating for both sides. Even if no ships went down, right? Like, yeah, it, it, they they don't want to do that. I I don't think that's the case. I do think part of the part of what's going on is payback for the opium war opium wars. That England uh, did, yes. Yeah, it, it, and and you know the United States is the British Empire reborn, right? So so that's that's part of it, and I think I think that's you know turnabout is fair play, as even if as it's not the people that, that did may it, be. right? Like, but at the same time, I don't think China would be upset if Trump came to power kicked all the critical race theory shit out, kicked all the, the, the drug shit out, and just kind of, like, moved on with life. Because it would be this the same realization that the original Chinese empire had. Well, they'd be annoyed, because then they'd have to do business with us fairly instead of just taking our money. And I don't know if they would be. I, well, I, of course I don't... they would. When you're getting something for free, and then somebody's like, hey, you're going to have to start paying. You don't want to start paying. I mean, you will, because you've been getting free shit for forever. But, you know, it's like, well, I'd rather not have to pay. I haven't had to pay this whole time. Well, I, I don't know. So so there is a difference in, I don't know, and maybe this is my own perspective. I like a good challenge. Um, I feel that I do better when people challenge me. Uh, I, I, I prefer when someone is, like, if I'm playing a game, and I don't mean, like, video game. I mean, like, interpersonal game. I really, really appreciate it when someone catches on and calls me on my shit. Be, and I respect them immensely more for it. And, and I, I think that that relationship may be what ends up happening with China. That may have actually been why Trump was as successful with him as, as he was. Well, but. also, you have to remember that China is a facial society. So they they really put a lot of value on how things appear. Yes. So, And Trump gets that. I mean, the guy was... Like, he literally did a couple of wrestling promos and, like, WWE events. So the guy knows how to, like, play a role. Yes, he does. So he played into that well. You know, it's like, hey, we'll, we'll give you your big, important, front-facing win, but you're going to have to do this, that, and the other. Right. And, and he did that. he did that better than anybody else I've seen so far. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, case in point, he took a step across the uh, North Korean border. To shake the man's hand. Yeah, everybody likes that one. Like that's that's incredibly big. It's one of the biggest it, it, things you could probably do as a sitting president. Well, I mean, you know, he had peace accords all over the place. Oh yeah, most like uh, most peaceful it, president uh, in our lifetime. I was when he first came in in 2016. I was kind of like, well, I'm glad he won over Hillary, but at the same time, it was going to be a shit show. By the end of, of 2020, I was absolutely in Trump's camp, right? The the peace agreements was a, was a huge deal for me. Uh, sitting there and pulling our troops out, 
doing all of the things that libertarians and republicans have said they wanted to do forever and never have done it because i don't know somebody's something's greasing the wheels well you gotta have so, these causes that you advocate for you can't well, ever actually the, accomplish the them is, I, I think i think the reason that trump was unpopular with the establishment was he was taking out those wedge issues right like that's what they run on they they run on not solving problems which is super sure. fucking annoying yeah, no, that's fair that's a pretty reasonable assessment and uh yeah he was actually uh you know going about solving problems uh some absolute idiot sent me an article about trump's atrocities when i uh, tried to ask him uh what what crimes you know, because everybody's like, well, he needs to be arrested for his crime. You know, oh, did you see that? Did you see the video of that where they were in front of Trump Tower? I'm not sure I you did. Didn't see the, you didn't see the provable crimes video? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The one where the guy's like, uh, where he actually asked the uh, dude what the provable crimes are. Yeah, and the guy's like, well, this, this interview's over. Yeah, it's it's really funny how that works. It is really, really funny, you know, because these uh, these folks they've got uh, they got it dead set in their head. It's like, listen, he's he's committed all these crimes and done all these things, like just. Well, and and I remember, you know, back in back before Twitter turned completely to shit in like 2018 or whatever. Uh, back then, it was somebody would come up and they'd claim that Trump was racist, and you'd be like. Okay, uh, do you have do you have any evidence at all for this? You know, and the response was always no, uh, we don't. Or you know, if you don't see how he was racist, then that makes you racist yourself. And you're like, that's not that's not how debates work, buddy. No, no, it really isn't. You know, and and even still, we get a lot of folks that uh, they've. They've got this idea in their head of this thing that Donald Trump is. And when you just ask him, like, oh, well, you know, one of the ones that I saw a lot was he raped all these women. It's like, uh, you know, my my usual go-to reply was, wow, that's a very serious accusation. Obviously, you're going to be able to provide easy proof and go ahead and just clear this up so that we can go ahead and get it reported to the police. And every time, people are like, well, I know we should go ahead and just report it to the police. Like, yeah, I know we should. So go ahead and give me that evidence so that we can report this to the police. The police need to be involved in this investigation. And everybody's like, well, the, well, it should be clear to you. It's like, and it is. It's it's clear as crystal to me. Go ahead and give me that evidence. I'll send it to the police myself. Yes. And, and it, it really, it falls apart so very often. Well, you know, I I had uh, Thelonious Moyne, I think is his name on Twitter, for the... Yeah, I'm not looking to have him be dogpiled, so nobody just jump on this guy. Um, but he was a socialist, right? And we had very good conversations, uh, him the socialist versus me the libertarian. And, you know, it was, it was always this touchy-feely, you know, he's clearly like... Like an ENSF or... Uh, uh, what is it? Or not an ENSF, but an ESFFP uh, or whatever. Um, he was one of those touchy-feely types. I was coming in with logic, and when it came to Trump, it was his brain was fucking broken. 
And we debated this. And he'd be like, how can you not see all of these things? And I'm like, I see what you're saying. I see what the claims are. There has not been a, a lick of evidence here. In order to actually, like, make these claims, you need to kind of back it up with something. <clears throat> and his uh, his eventually it was when the Durham report came out, I turned around. He, he came out and he said something like, "If I can see all these things linked. Just wait, you'll see. We're going to prove that there's a link between Trump and Russia. Mm-hmm. And I, when, when Durham's report finally closed out, and, and that was going to be the thing for this kid, I turned around and said, so how's that working out for you? Your, uh, your, your, your thought process or what, what, what patterns you see or all of these other terms that he was, uh, uh, complaining about and the answer you know all of a sudden he basically stopped talking to me no and now i am uh, uh an idiot who is i range somewhere between an idiot to uh, a heartless conservative or whatever else it is that's coming at me from this uh, somebody who's a socialist and again i i like talking to people who disagree with me but i have not been able to tolerate the brain drain that has been going on with these people I uh, I enjoy conversing with these folks, but I gotta say I more enjoy belittling them in ways that they can't uh, that they don't recognize. Especially when I can belittle them in ways that they think are compliments or me agreeing with them. Oh, that that brings my heart joy. Does it? It really does. I mean, when you can insult somebody and they're like, "Yeah," oh, it's it's truly magical. It really is. I guess I guess for me, I would uh, I would significantly rather be in a position where uh, we were making progress in the culture war rather than just insulting people. And mm. unfortunately, I like I, I, I've I, again I watched Tim Pool and they're like, well, you should talk to all these people who disagree with you. And I'm like, I don't think you're really talking to these people. Oh, I've tried that because uh, because you can't anymore. Like, we're at the point where literally, you know, they're using an entirely different set of logical parameters for how they define how their world works. Yeah, they're speaking English words, but they're not speaking English. That, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, I have to say, though, to be fair, my, uh, my methods are a little unconventional, but I can get results. Because the only way that you can reach these people is by feelings. As, uh, as they say... Facts don't care about your feelings, and also, conversely, feelings don't care about your facts. So you have to make them, uh, you have to short-circuit their wiring, quite literally. So, uh, you know, oftentimes when dealing with some of these folks, I'll, uh, I'll find the most aggressive, distasteful thing that I can that they've done, and I will twist that into the an even more aggressive and distasteful thing that they've done, using, of course, you know, Olinsky, because that's what you do. And then you tell them what an awful, evil Nazi they are. And then provide the evidence. And then when, you know, they get upset about it, you say, well, what are you upset about, Nazi? And then, you know, work from there. Uh, and enough berating of a person who hates Nazis as a Nazi usually will either uh, result in a quick block or somebody being forced to confront you. And when they're forced to confront you, they... Uh, Things get complicated then because they have to ask questions and listen to answers, and well, it, it gets and weird. I, I agree. I agree with trying to force them into cognitive dissonance. Right? I, I agree with that. Uh, the only problem is that I, 
I have not been able to... I've seen more people be able to hold irrational positions and hypocrisy together for a longer period of time than I honestly oh, it's astounding. them to be able to. It is absolutely it really astounding, is. like it the really levels is. that some people will go to. There's this one person. Like I've got this follower. His name's uh, Joe Walsh, I think. And he's like a uh, he's a talk show guy. His uh, he's noteworthy for saying uh, in like I think 2016 or 2017 uh, something along the lines of Donald Trump doesn't get elected, I'll go out and get my musket or some shit like that. Since that time, he's been given a bag of silver, and he's uh, decided that he hates America and Donald Trump. Well, that's not true. He hates the America that we live in and Donald Trump. And so, you know, he's really gone out of his way to uh, completely turn his back on everything that he stood for before. And, you know, when I uh, just call him out on these things, on the really obvious ones, not not going into the minutiae or anything, just like, I, I didn't think you hated black people. You've always said you don't. And, you know, when he's, say, talking about, like, a Herschel Walker or, um, you know, somebody that uh, actually appreciates some of the good that Donald Trump did for the black community. You know, he, uh, he'll he come out with something um, generally very stupid. I'll call him out. And then this person, um, something Molly, something Angel or whatever, absolute idiot of an individual, comes along and says something really stupid, trying to insult me. And I have attempted and attempted to engage this individual. Uh, I don't know. More than a hundred times, easily. And it all comes to naught. It's like uh, they're just this absolutely dedicated left-wing troll. And I I kind of didn't think such a thing existed, but they are few and far between, but they are out there. Like, I cannot, uh, I can't get this person to get uh, triggered or upset by anything. So when you see that, though, you kind of have to wonder if the person really stands for anything at all. Because... To be fair, I have a very short list of things that I actually give a fuck about, so I can debate utterly ruthlessly about everything else. And nobody really ever gets onto the things that I give, like, I even barely give a shit about, so I, I can just say, yeah, I don't fucking care about that. What, what are you talking about? When they say some big, some big grand old party thing that's like, well, well, you know, your party, your party is, uh, uh they're really great. Everybody loves the, the conservatives. I'm like, they do? What the fuck are you talking about? I hate conservatives fucking rhinos neocons what are you saying that we agree with each other but yeah it's um it's a weird place it's a very very weird place and thankfully there are very few individuals of that stature because it would be fucking exasperating to not be able to get through to literally everyone yes yes indeed because, I mean, it works. My uh, my methods do work. I can get through to people. It doesn't necessarily get very far. Oftentimes, results in a block. But sometimes, people will... They'll, they'll get show, so shocked that they have to listen for a second. And, you know, that's really all it takes. If you just If you just plant the seed, you know, a person has now at least got the capability of finding the fucking truth. At least you hope, right? Yeah. So, yeah, that's a thing. Oh, also, I'll put a link in the uh, stuff below for uh, Crab Crawler thread on uh, the raid. It's uh, His threads are 
generally pretty excellent. And if you're on Twitter and you're not following at Crabcrawler1, you're missing out. Probably one of the best down-the-line news sources there is. Now then, on that raid, it would... uh, I saw one thing that was absolutely hilarious. Let me see if I can find the meme, because it's funny as shit. Ah, not offhand. Damn. Okay, so there's this meme that has a... uh, a, Your your average everyday fed uh, on a telephone, and he's... uh, it's got a little bit of undertext that said, Sir, we searched the safe. There was nothing in there except for one thing. Uh, and, you know, the uh, FBI director says, oh, oh, well, what was that? Sir, it was a note. It said, any FBI agent that reads this is double gay. And, I don't know. I yeah. think it's fucking funny. <sighs> so, yeah, we can pass a $40 billion Ukraine deal, but we can uh, block a $48 billion aid deal for, you know, businesses and restaurants and venues and all that other shit. So, yeah. I, uh, yeah, this, this has been rather funny watching all of the effort and energy that has gone into, um, has gone into to sitting there and attempting to deny this. And it, it, it's one of those things that's going to make Trump look like he's doing four-dimensional chess. And that's what these memes always are, is Trump sounding smarter than I think he really is, uh, but it's more like, you know what is it? I think Sun Tzu said, "Don't uh, don't get in the way of your enemy making mistake." Yeah, when you're, uh, yeah, that's the long and short of it. When your enemy is uh, making a fool of himself, just let it happen. Right. There's also the the appear weak when you are strong. Yes. And appear strong when you are weak, but even still. <sighs> yeah. Well, beyond that. Have you um, have you heard about the the latest Soros drop? It's not so much about the man himself, but the uh, the surrounding narrative. I have not actually. Now, you're familiar with Soros, right? Uh, I mean the the billionaire who spends money on his own personal causes. That's an incredibly charitable way of putting it. Yes, that one. I, I just I, so so let me let me put it another way. I um I've heard of Soros. I remember the, you know, so I'm a, I'm a libertarian. And I remember everybody sit there and does the same thing with the Koch brothers. I can't, like, fault the man because he, like, I think that what he's funding is morally reprehensible. Right? That's that's what I think. Uh, but at the same time, I can't fault the do man you mean, for Do you mean the color the revolutions or the Nazism? Just to clarify. Or both. Say that again? Do you mean the color revolutions that he... Uh that he sponsors or the Nazism that he sponsors? I, just to clarify. Um, I, I mean, I, or I, both. I, I guess I haven't, I haven't seen those things as a, an actual thing that he has funded. I have seen him post a lot of postmodernist crap, um, and, and fund a lot of this lefty stuff that we are fighting back against. But I, I just haven't seen it as a, you know, anything different than what the Koch brothers do. And it's not that I think the Koch brothers are evil. It's that you know, they just they are what they are. They fund they fund their belief system. Well, in the uh, in the words of Bernie, regarding uh, you know the uh, the way that immigration cough, or shall we say illegal immigration 
double cough is handled in uh, America these days. He said it was a Koch brothers scheme. He's of course changed his uh, tune since he got his bag of silver, but you know, before that time, I always do. They do. Always they do. do. He's got a really nice Bugatti, you know. Does he really? Oh yeah, yeah. He uh, he got it right after uh, right after he endorsed Hillary. Mm. Yeah. How about Amazing that? how that works. Yeah, yeah it is. It is. Uh, politics are just they're just so uh, so interesting. So many free cars and free stuff and all kinds of neat all kinds of neat things that politicians can get. You know, like uh, immunity from prosecution, all, all kinds of stuff. <sighs> I mean, you know, well, what was it like? Fucking last week, Bernie was talking about uh, how the Inflation Reduction Act won't reduce inflation. I mean, so I guess, uh, I guess maybe he's gone back off the reservation for the moment. You know, we've got a mm. we got elections coming up soon. Though. He'll he'll be back in time. No worries. But uh, yeah, uh, Soros. The specific one is that he worked with the Nazis when he was a kid hunting down Jews. Like, that's that's the big one. Did, did he, though? Oh, yeah. Is that, like, a real thing? Oh, yeah. I mean, he's talked about it in a number of interviews. Hmm. Yeah, it's... As a matter of fact, I'll see if I can uh, find you one here. I will go to search.brave.com, because if I search for it on Google, it'll say... It'll take me to Snopes, where it'll say he never... Gave these interviews. Hmm. Okay. Alrighty. Oh, yep. He often refers to time as a great adventure. Oh, how about that? Here we go. I'll go ahead and uh, let's see here. This is from IATP, Institute for Agriculture and Trade Policy. Let me just drop that over here in the staff chat for you to check out, and I'll put that in the links below for everyone to uh, reference down the line. Yeah, that goes into a number of things, like where he's, you know, done some color revolutions, that sort of thing. But, you know, that's just just one aspect of a, a vile, evil man. So anyway. Mm. Oh, great, here's the 60 Minutes interview. Perfect. I'll, uh... Oh, I remember seeing this, I think, once. Yeah, I'll put that... It's uh, kind of creepy and weird. Yep, yep, yep. And I'll put that below for everyone else. Also, there we go. Yeah, the 60 Minutes interview uh, from 1998. It's where he talked about how he would, you know, help round up the Nazis and help confiscate property. And, you know, when you're helping out and confiscating property, they don't send you home empty-handed. So he learned early. He learned early. And I will say, uh, that picture from 1998 that you'll see in the thumbnail if you uh, bother to look it up, it's a little creepy, but he's starting to look more and more like that and less and less like the uh, jaundiced dying man that he looked like up until recently, which is also incredibly creepy. Mm. But, I mean, you know, we've, we've had the life extension episode. Well, no, we haven't really, but we've had some touching on it and there's technology out there. So if you've got billions of dollars and a burning desire to, you know, do as much, uh, quote unquote change in the world as you can, 
you know, it uh, it stands to reason that you're going to going to want to add a couple of extra years on top so that you can get as much uh, quote unquote change as uh, possible. Mm. Yeah. So that's a that's just a little bit of backstory on him. He's a oh shit. I want to say that he was involved in uh, some of the color revolutions in the Middle East, but I can't really remember right offhand. There's he's a busy guy, and honestly, there's just I, I would have to do a little bit more research to hand you the solid links offhand. But nonetheless, that gives you a little something to go with. So. Uh, you heard about the uh, the eighty seven thousand new IRS agents we're getting, right? Yeah, I did. You did, you did. Well, did and you? And it makes me very sad. I'm a sad, sad boy. Now, did you hear about the uh, the amendment that was uh, put on there? The uh, crapo amendment that was added to the bill. It was what uh, no. it does. It um, it actually would set it up so that any individual. With an income of forty uh, four hundred thousand dollars or less, would not be uh, touched by these eighty seven thousand new agents. I mean, that's a oh really? Yeah, isn't that a great idea? It, I mean, it, no. Uh, fell... I mean, I want I want all the poor people to suffer because otherwise I have to suffer. Well, then, in that case, I've got great news for you. It went straight down the party line, and of course, uh, you know, with that being uh, less than enough to. Uh, get one way or the other, it was, uh, failed. So, no worries. Everybody, Did it really? Uh, yeah, of course, of course, yeah. We have all the Democrats, all 50 of them, that said, what? No, 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 we definitely need to make sure that people making less well, than $400,000 are so, investigated. So, I run, I run, I, I, uh, I, I firmly believe, uh, I'm opposed to the IRS and taxation. Taxation is theft and all that. It is. However, let me offer this. If I'm going to get taxed an absurd amount, I have no issue with the fact that a waitress gets to feel that pain. And part of the issue that I and this is this is part of the reason I think that we have a very hard time having a serious discussion on appropriate levels of taxation in this country is that uh, we have a bunch of people who don't pay taxes, right? If the waitress had to actually pay taxes on her income, and oh yeah, by the way, once they identify the the uh, the you know the tips aren't aren't what they say, she'd lose her her welfare benefits. I as much as as much as that sucks for that individual, it's the only way we're going to get into sane and rational taxation policies. It's the only way we're going to run into real solid discussions on benefits. And and because we have not done enforcement, we have not we've allowed this kind of creep into attacking the middle class to be the predominant uh, predominant pathway that we have for taxes. The, the only way we're going to get it is if the lower classes actually start to feel some pain, and that's unfortunate. But it's it's just I, well, I don't should, see any other. Way. We should be clear here when the lo- that the lower classes feel more pain. And be mocked for it, because I mean they're they're already suffering under this. They pay I, the majority I, of the taxes, but it's important that the they lower be mocked. Classes do not. Oh, yeah, probably no, large, no. Uh, middle and lower classes. Yeah, absolutely. The the upper class. Uh, the middle class pays most of the taxes. Sure, but not the lower classes. But Again, not the upper class. Uh, well, there's not enough of them to pay the majority of 
taxes. Well, that's true. That's Even if you took all of their money, it'd only be good for about a year. Yeah, and and even like I think that if they took they took the uh, the total all the top billionaires, it's like enough money to provide a twenty thousand dollar check for one person. That's their accumulated wealth, right? It's just there's just not a lot of money in in being wealthy. There's I think there's a a, a misunderstanding as to how much wealth actually exists in the world. Uh, we see these people who own Bugattis, and we can't own Bugattis, and we can't even fathom the money required to own a Bugatti. Uh, and and yet, you know, there's there's people who do, and we go, oh my God, these people just have too much money. In in reality, it's uh, it's it's a little bit more complicated than that. But I I really think the only way that we're going to get uh, to a point where we we have a rational discussion on what the appropriate level of taxation is, what the appropriate level of benefits are, who should be getting these benefits, how we should be paying for them, uh, how we adjust for income, all that stuff, is if the people who are purportedly supposed to be, you know, paying these taxes actually start paying them. Otherwise, we're going to have all these baristas who turn around and take their tips and don't file taxes on them, uh, sitting there and talking about how the bourgeoisie should be sitting there and, and paying all these taxes, whereas if all of a sudden they actually have taxes on those tips, they're going to be like, yeah, maybe taxation is theft, right? You know, and, and we can do a welcome to the fight. Well, I mean, they do have taxes on those tips. They just don't report them. No, they do not. So that is that is not true. No, there's... They're supposed to. Exactly. But... I mean, if you don't report, then you can't be, uh, you can't be looked at for it, but Right. That doesn't so, mean the taxes so the don't exist. IRS agents will get to the, the the expansion of the IRS. The entire purpose of the expansion of the IRS is to allow them to look at it. Indeed, it is. That's and, the whole purpose. Well, and I mean that makes it nakedly clear. It's not about going after the wealthiest people. It's not, and it, it never was. No, no it's, no, no. it's there is a a large source of tax revenue. In the in the people who don't report their taxable income, that was why they were going after the six hundred dollars. And yeah, it sucks. But again, I'm I'm still of the opinion that the only way we're going to get around this, the only way we're going to solve the taxation problem, and the only way we're going to have a rational discussion on this, is if the barista who is sitting there and whining and complaining about capitalism has to actually face face the government and maybe have a discussion saying, yeah, maybe I don't want to actually fund the FBI. I th I don't know if I entirely... Well, I don't entirely agree. I think that the only way we're going to uh, resolve this situation is by um, dissolving the IRS. Hmm. I mean, we can come up with something new afterwards, but it needs to go. Just like the FBI. And the CIA, for that matter. I, uh, I don't disagree. Oh, and the ATF, obviously. Obviously. You know, we've uh, we've got some government organizations that have grown far too powerful, uh, far too shadow governmenty, and uh, we should just be rid of them, and we can build something new in their place. I mean, we've got the we'll have these nice buildings that have got all kinds of uh, infrastructure already laid out, and we can just reuse the uh, the old CIA headquarters and all that. You know, we don't need to burn down the buildings or anything. We're not anti-vags, so. You know, we can reuse those resources. But, uh, yeah, they, they've got to go. They've just got to go.
Alright, so, um, I guess, uh, I guess we can all be uh, thankful that Lockheed Martin, uh, Northrop Grumman, and all those guys are doing so well these days. You know, good mm-hmm. luck to you guys. They're, uh, they are really killing it over there in Ukraine. I'm sure they are. Oh, they are. They are. They are. Um, now, I don't know. Yeah, no, we did kind of cover this last week, but I, I mean, you weren't here to uh, cover it with you. So Amnesty International has uh, finally said something that's made some people really uncomfortable. And that something is that, uh, well, Ukraine is committing war crimes. Period. Like uh, like I've said on a couple of occasions, but they've finally come out and said it. The, basically, long and short, they've been using uh, people as human shields uh, largely in kind of a similar fashion to the way the Palestinians uh, do more often than not. Hmm. Except in a much more extreme fashion where you might have Palestinians might be in a group of guys. Here you've got like, uh, you know, a bunch of Azov fighters that have uh, put people literally in front of them. Uh, matter of fact, I... I put up an interview on uh, in general that um, that was done with uh, uh, some people in I want to say it was from Mariupol that were literally used as human shields. They were uh, actually put up on the balcony, and the Azov guys were shooting between them. But uh, above and beyond that, that's that's kind of a thing. What they'll do is they'll take a bunch of people, put them in the uh, basement, and then on your ground floor they'll put their things like their. Uh, like their artillery and their tanks. Then up on the higher levels, they'll put like mortars and uh, ATGMs, man pads, that kind of thing, snipers. And then in the levels between, they'll have civilians in uh, the most front-facing places that they possibly can. And, you know, that that makes a an army that has even the remotest of humanitarian ideals somewhat reluctant to engage. And well, that's that's what happens. And it seems like uh, these people, they're every bit as bad or worse than ISIS. That, mm. Which, uh, as we all know, is a notorious CIA organization. And uh, this one, well, we don't know for sure. But we do know that American intelligence is on the ground and has trained with them. So, you know, there's, there's certainly a glow there. Anyway, I will include, again, the link to the amnesty.org uh, thing, which... Uh, I gotta say, never expected myself to be using Amnesty International as a source because they're not the best of people. But, uh, hey, you know, if I can use people that uh, generally prefer me and decent folks around the world dead to back up my own points, shit, that's pretty good, right? All right. Now, now we get into the stuff that I know you'll get a kick out of. So, um... Just about a week ago, there was a uh, subpoena uh, sent from the Louisiana Attorney General up to uh, the Biden DOJ. Was it DOJ? Well, it's up to Fauci and others. I want to drop that here in the staff chat for you real quick. And the hope is that uh, there's going to be a lot of useful stuff in here. So there's... uh, Subpoenas and discovery requests were sent out as a part of a lawsuit against the federal government. Those are going to be bringing back reams of information, according to uh, Louisiana AG Jeff Landry. Okay, let me get the date on this one. Okay, subpoenas have gone out. They're being served. Uh, I'll I'll just 
read this uh, portion of the article directly. Uh, U.S. District Attorney Judge, U.S. District Judge, not Attorney, sorry, Terry Doughty, a Trump appointee, recently ruled in favor of the plaintiffs. Government officials like Dr. Anthony Fauci and companies including Facebook were served. Man, I gotta, I gotta get my words together. I'm distracted by pain, but not this bad. Jesus. Anyway, um, uh, Fauci and uh, Facebook, as well as others, were served, and this would have been dated June twenty. Uh, sorry, July twenty sixth. So we'll probably be seeing some activity on that very soon, which is very promising. Anyway, we've got a treasure trove of information that we think is going to come to us here shortly. Landry said on Epoch TV's American Thought Leaders, the subpoenas have gone out. They're being served. I think Dr. Fauci got served and he and other members of the president's cabinet. And they're going to have to send us communication between them and the platforms. And what we believe we'll find is communications between them telling them that they should and shouldn't put out or what they should suppress and what they should amplify. And as a matter of fact, in the just the past few days, we have learned that that's exactly what occurred. I believe Alex Berenson uh, just came out and made a statement uh, directly related to that. Let me see if I can find this fellow here. Well, I think uh, that was actually something that, you know, I mentioned the Naomi Wolfland review. That's actually something that she also said. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, it's basically all just kind of coming out now, yeah. She has evidence where they explicitly did this, that, or the next thing. And, uh... And the end result was that she... that Fauci shut her down. It's going to be very poor for them. Yeah, as this comes out, it's uh, it's not going to look good. I mean, it nope. just continues to look worse and worse and worse. All right. I'm well, sure you know, find it, this. Uh, so, so the reason the reason that I was suspicious of the claims related to the vaccines was principally because there is no way there is no way that they could be achieving what they claim to be achieving right it requires there is you know from an engineering perspective uh it requires more effort and energy than and more time physical time than what was allotted for pulling all these studies off and that was my my principal basis. Um, this is what I think is going to end up coming out in these things: is that they 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 suppressed evidence on these various tacks uh, because they didn't have anything that could really rebut it. I, you know, I'm I'm really hoping this ends up in a lawsuit against Pfizer. I doubt it will. Yeah, but probably not. You can't. You can't. Uh, I could see, I could see it being a lawsuit against the federal government for anybody who chose to be unvaccinated. Um, I could see that turning into a thing. Well, especially when we look at the uh, the CDC's new guidance. You have seen that. I I'm sure you've seen the new CDC thing. I have not actually. Oh, I've my. heard there is new guidance. Oh, I saw it is. They... It is thorough and. Um, expansive let me see if I can get an actual direct quote on this because because they just changed it oh NPR that'll be perfect oh AP that's even better okay 
so let me just drop that here for you and I'll put the link for everybody else below so yeah uh, long and short um, these new changes they've uh, well you know they, uh, they have a, a mild effect but uh, what they're saying is basically you know if you've got uh, the vaccine then well you know yeah you're fine you know you'd go about your life if you don't have the vaccine well you know you're you're fine just go on about your life you know if you've got symptoms you know don't worry about quarantining you know if you've contracted covid you know just um go on about your life you know if uh <laughs> i mean yeah that's that's basically it they've they've dropped everything on everything really yeah just basically uh, test and, you know, do whatever you think is right. Interesting. Very, very interesting. Well, this is this kind of claims that I... We were talking about this in the, the first first year. I think that's exactly what I said, isn't it? That's on the long lines. Yeah, now the uh, now the agency says quarantining at home is not necessary, but it urges those people to wear a high-quality mask for 10 days and get tested after 5. Mm -hmm. The agency mm -hmm. continues to say that people who test uh, positive should isolate from others for at least 5 days, whether or not, uh, regardless of their vaccination status. Uh, you can, mm -hmm. yeah, you know, it, it's all by choice anyway, you know? It's all, uh, you well, know, just... Uh, that's... Uh... That's excellent news. It's it's good that the the CDC is actually providing sane, logical sense. Yeah, it took them a minute, quite a few minutes, and hours, it and days, did. weeks, and months. But yeah, yeah, they uh, they finally seem to have come around. So Steve was right. That's all that matters. <laughs> yeah, or Sweden, you know, if you like. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a solid solid point there. Or I guess Japan too, for that matter. Although uh, Japan's kind of a weird case because they've got laws in the books, they're just not following them because they've got their own like social mores and whatever. Eh, I, I mean, at the end of the day, this was. I, I'm glad to see it. My my greatest concern was that the the Biden administration would attempt to save face on the whole entire thing, and uh, and then we'd run into this kind of awful paradigm wherein you know we're we're chasing these ridiculous kind of. Uh, kind of attitudes towards it but it, you know if the cdc is actually changing their guidance it is essentially a tacit admission that the government was wrong no. they're not going to come out and say they were wrong oh god no but you know what again i i really well, it's hope not that they were see... wrong it's that it was a tragic miscommunication it doesn't matter what it is. Right. Uh, you know, I, I I really hope to see a, a a lawsuit against the administration, a class action associated with because because I will, I, I'm not a huge fan of pain and suffering, uh, for like a basis for a lawsuit. But in all seriousness, the whole entire time that I was 
staring down the barrel of getting terminated over not wanting to take an injection. And not um, only you, for that matter. But that, yeah. yeah. You and but thousands of But I'm just relaying others. for my own self. Like, that was, that was a very stressful time. I yelled at my wife on more than a few occasions because she was like, why don't you just get it? And I'm like, I'm touching that thing with a 10-foot pole. And the more and more we hear uh, about this, these injections, the more and more it seems that, yeah, some of the concerns that I had were are being vindicated slowly but surely, right? The things that they didn't test for seem to be a problem, fertility and whatnot. So, Indeed. As a matter of fact, something that, that we did mention early on that was admitted to maybe there's something there was menstrual issues. And we've since uh, we've since had Pfizer just come out and basically say, "Oh yeah, no, if uh, there, there's uh, that's a regular thing now." Yep. So it's uh, it's really quite something. It is indeed. <sighs> Pardon, but yeah, that also includes distancing and everything. So it's basically it's just all off the table. So it's like, uh, whatever, it's here to stay. Oh, fuck it. Oh, and on that note as well, they've scrubbed a very interesting thing from their website. And, Which uh, interesting thing is that? That would be, uh, I'll just read it to you as it previously existed. Uh, facts about mRNA COVID-19 vaccines. There's two sections. Before, I'll read you the section headers and not really go into detail because that's not necessary. First section is mRNA COVID-19 vaccines cannot give someone COVID-19 or other illnesses, blah, blah, blah. Second one is they do not affect or interact with DNA. Third one. Now this does not exist anymore. This is gone. Again, this was scrubbed and is not on the CDC website anymore. The mRNA and spike protein do not last in the body. Our cells break down mRNA from these vaccines as we get rid of it within a few days after vaccination. Scientists estimate that the spike protein, like other proteins our bodies create, may stay in the body up to a few weeks. Again, this has been axed and is no longer a part of their facts about mRNA COVID-19 vaccines. Uh, well, isn't there some research that indicates that spike uh, actually stays in the system for like a really long fucking time? There is some. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out. If uh, there's more research to be done with it. Hmm. But yeah. Well, it seems uh, it seems we have a uh, an interesting case. We certainly certainly do. Uh, and speaking of interesting cases. Um, uh, you've heard about the many and varied purges that have been going on with our military, right? Like uh, the one they did pre-COVID, the one they did during... Or, well, not pre-COVID, sorry. Because uh, COVID happened when our occupation government was installed. So uh, the uh, the first one that they did, uh, I think the first one was the ideological one. And then the second one was uh, anybody who is uh, not um, uh, not vaccinated is going to have to go. And now they are faced with a quote unquote rise in extremism. And so they've, uh, they've put in another new thing for, uh, uh, our troops, I guess you can't, uh, like or retweet, um, political statements now because of course not. 
I actually don't have an issue with that. Yeah, I kind of don't either, but... Like, realistically, again, you know, this this goes back to the government has been playing favorites. And if the government is learning exactly why they shouldn't be playing favorites, that's not a bad thing. Well, they're not, though. Well, I actually don't know if I agree with that. I think they are. I think that lesson is being learned. I think it's a hard lesson. I don't think they'd like it, right? But, you know, take a look. The, the, the whole thing with with the the Trump thing has blown up in their face, regardless of whether they have a legitimate basis for it or not, which, I, you know, I don't think they do. But even if they did, it's, it's blowing up in their faces. Now that, that is true. I mean, shit, when you've got Andrew Cuomo coming out and defending Donald Trump, something has gone bad, bad wrong. Right. Like, you have lost the plot utterly. Because that dude hates Donald Trump. Yes, he does. Like, hates, hates. <sighs> but, yeah. But what they're, what they're saying here, basically, is that uh, this, uh, it falls under the... Um, good order and discipline uh, and again I, I don't think it's wrong right it, it's it's as much as as much as I am of the opinion that the cake baker and all of that stuff is forced labor I think that when it comes to gay marriage certificates the government should be obligated to give them right they can't play favorites and that's not playing favorites um, private sector individuals can do whatever the fuck they want when you start talking about the military, like you really can't have the military seem like the military is choosing sides. I understand, and and they have, right? They have, and it's blowing up their face. They have a recruiting crisis because of it. They have uh, a half dozen other issues because of it. Well, not so. The recruiting crisis isn't just that. I mean, let's be fair. I I think it's mostly that. Well, I mean, you know, when you have to go in and get trained on critical race theory to learn how to kill people and blow shit up. Right, but that's that's what I mean, right? Like, that's that would be a perfect example of the military appearing to be political. Right, but that's not military being political. That's part of their remit. That's their job. Their job is to teach critical race theory. You've got to remember Lloyd Austin is the head of the organization. He, he is put in there to destroy it. But... So so I understand what you're saying, that there is an obligation that they have to teach critical race theory. The point that I'm making is that that has blown up in their face. And so they're like critical race theory is a political thing. Sure. Right? Can we at least agree on that? Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. So if, political, if critical race theory is a political thing, this is – it won't – it's not – I don't think it's too far away from that ending. I think it's very far, personally. I think now they won't be allowed to talk about the fact that they're forced to learn about these things. Uh, maybe, but... As long as Lloyd Austin is there, our military and armed services will be destroyed. That is why he was installed. For no other purpose than the destruction of our military. So, as long as he is in place, until I see, until I see an anti-fag brought up on this until I see a commie brought up on this I can't believe it I have to assume that this is being done to injure Americans hmm. as long as Lloyd Austin is there I know that nothing that is done is done for good 
It's as simple as that. I can understand that. I can empathize with that. Now, if I see some anti-fag get brought up on this thing, I might consider it. But I have a sneaking suspicion I'm not going to see a fucking one. Unless... There, unless something goes absolutely viral, like that one did a few, uh, what was it, like two, three years ago, some guy that had in his hat that said, like, communists will win, and he was wearing a Che Guevara shirt at, like, West Point or some shit like that. And then after there was a huge, huge uproar, they finally did something. And this was in Trump's era. So, I don't know. I don't know. If they do, okay. If they don't, I won't be surprised. Even remotely. Because, you know, that's, that's just par for the course. Oh, but uh, back on the uh, back on the raid, uh, there's a couple of noteworthy points we should probably mention that I'm not seeing get a lot of airplay other than... Uh, actually, the one I'm not even seeing get any airplay, but a little bit on uh, the right-leaning news and on the uh, mask-on right-leaning news, like Fox, you know, where they uh, pretend to be on the right. And what uh, what I'm seeing a lot of reporting there is that the... Um, well, actually, two very noteworthy things that are being reported on. Uh, the first being that the attorneys were not given a copy of the search warrant, and no one other than uh, the government has a copy of the affidavit. The affidavit, of course, being the uh, testimony that led to the raid, which will be very curious to learn of. I, I am willing to bet you that's going to be the, uh, you know, he was ripping up documents and trying to flush them bullshit. Which, you know, again, it, working at a facility that's classified, and I'm sure it's nowhere near as classified as the White House, every single floor... There is a magical shredder, and I call them magical because they don't turn documents into pieces, they turn it into dust. Wow, that's an impressive shredder. It is, it is, it is like a super small thing, and then it's all picked up, and it's thrown out. But the point of the thing is, yes, I suppose Donald Trump could have flushed it down the toilet, but why do that when you can just put it in the shredder that makes things dust? Yeah, and I mean... It's Mar-a-Lago. It has an incinerator. Right, exactly. So, so like, it, yeah. it, doesn't, it doesn't even make sense. So, yeah, that's the first one. That um, the attorneys were not provided with a copy of the search warrant. We're still... It has since then been released. Uh, the affidavit has not, which, uh, like you say, will be very interesting to see. Uh, let me see here. The second noteworthy point that's actually getting some airplay is uh, that uh, apparently Trump has said that anything that was there was declassified by nature of standing order. That anything that was shipped out of the White House was under my orders to be declassified. Long and short. I'm paraphrasing. That could be... Uh, that's another interesting thing. See, that's that's one of the other problems that you have is that, uh, and he has that authority. He, the, the president has that authority. Yeah, he so, can he can so just do that. So you're not going to be able to make the claim that the president had secretly smuggled out, uh, uh, you know, classified documents because, as far as the president's concerned, they're not classified. Yeah, no, it's like, uh, hey, uh, you can say that they were, but I declassified them, so you're wrong. 
and and that's just it. <sighs> but the one that we're not seeing a lot of a uh, lot of talk about ties into the one that we're hearing everybody talk about, and that would be that. Well, well, Donald say Donald said in these exact words, his precise words were that he knows that FBI agents planted evidence, which of course are not his exact words and not that he knows and I'm uh, obviously being just a scoons hyperbolic but not really but basically um yeah he he came out and said something along the lines of you know there's even the possibility that they planted evidence and well to be fair there is wouldn't be the first time won't be the last if it is it, it, it would not however it was not the brightest of things to say or maybe not but the interesting part about it and the part that's not getting a lot of airplay is despite the fact that they were asked to turn off surveillance, they refused. Who was asked to turn off surveillance? The attorneys that were refused access to the uh, search. Oh, really? So the search has been surveilled. Ah. And should be on tape. Well, that'll be fun. Yes. Yes, it will. So if there was anything fucky or untowards, they're going to have to explain it. And that, yep. could, that could be a lot of fun. A lot, lot, lot of fun. Yes, yes it could. That definitely could. That would be a very interesting outcome. Um, that would be very, very interesting. And just to kind of tie this back together just a little bit, there was a, a former senior FBI lawyer by the name of Kevin Kleinsmith. Uh, our listeners may or may not uh, recognize the name. If you do, bravo. And if you don't, that's fine. Because uh, his name was basically buried when, uh, when this all came out. He was the guy that did the forgery in the Trump-Russia probe. He was the guy that basically uh, set up the whole load of bullshit. Well... He has uh, he was found guilty of forgery and all that. He has been restored to good standing by the D.C. bar without fully fulfilling his uh, probation sentence. Huh. Isn't that convenient? What a lucky guy. What a lucky, lucky fella. I, I would definitely say that would be convenient. It is. Uh, convenient for him at the very least. But uh, yeah, yeah, he's uh, now he's back in good standing. Probably go ahead and uh, you know maybe take his bar again. Go ahead and uh, get back in there, practice some law, you know, as you do after a twelve month uh, after a twelve month deal, you know. Uh, now, mind you, this is kind of old news, but uh, it's from twenty twenty one. So in the past uh, eight months, he's been practicing. Who knows? Maybe he's even been instrumental in this last investigation. It wouldn't surprise me. wouldn't surprise me a damn bit. So, uh, since we're on the topic, uh, there was a magistrate judge, uh, because they weren't able to, you know, get like a sitting judge. They had to get a magistrate. Anyway, uh, they got this magistrate judge to uh, issue the warrant. Or was it a warrant? The, uh, ah, yes, the Epstein judge. Yes, yes, the Epstein judge. Let's, uh, I know you know, because you watched him pull. So we'll just go ahead and break down a little bit of the story of this fella, this Judge Bruce Reinhardt. 
the uh, 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 an excellent and upstanding individual in all respects. Oh, certainly. Yeah, he's a, uh, you know, he's a he's a really interesting guy that uh, has a lot of interesting friends and made even more interesting friends. I'm sure he does. So with that, uh, with that said, he was a friend of the uh, friend of the state of Florida, as it were. Worked for the state. Uh, worked in the DA's office, as a matter of fact. And uh, you know, just doing his job, whatever. And then uh, they bring up these Epstein charges uh, for the first time in forever, uh, despite everybody everywhere doing everything they possibly could to keep this from uh, coming up. Well, it finally did. He ended up getting a sweetheart deal, of course. And probably for a reason. And that reason might have a little bit to do with our judge here. So, uh, this judge, for one, he's made like numerous uh, posts about how he just utterly despises Donald Trump. But the most noteworthy thing is in his past. So, as he was working for the DA's office, this uh, case comes up. He's, uh, you know, helping out, doing some of the background research, talking with everybody, doing as you do when you work in the uh, prosecutor's office. And then he quits. And then he joins the Epstein defense team. Now, mind you, not defending Epstein directly, just uh, just his top men. And doing so with privileged information that he had a hand in uh, gathering. And, of course, uh, getting them all wonderful and lovely sweetheart deals. Of course. Mm-hmm. And there you go. So uh, I'll, uh, I'll put a link is, to, that, to that little thread from Crowdfire. It is amazing how, like, and, and get, again, all of this could be circumstantial, but it's amazing how all this shit is always connected to fucking Epstein. Really is. That is a connected dude. Knew a lot of folks. He did. Yeah. Which is funny enough, he recused himself in a uh, case between Trump and Clinton in 2022. And What but, was uh, the case that he recused himself on? Yeah, let me see here. I can't remember. Understand Judge Magistrate. Uh, Trump versus Hillary Clinton, United States District Court of Southern District Court of Florida. Recused himself. Hmm. I don't have that as a specific case. Well, it's, um, I have the case number if anybody wants to look it up. It's 22-141-02-CIV-Middlebrooks. Okay. So, yeah, if anybody wants to look that up, you can. But um, that uh, that said, also, otherwise a noteworthy point, uh, you can go ahead and head over to the uh, Florida U.S. Courts uh you know, dot gov website, and you can look at their uh, other personal pages for every single judge that uh, that works there, every magistrate judge, except one of them is grayed out. Isn't that peculiar? I'll, you'll never guess which one. You'll never guess, but I'll tell you what. I'll give you one guess and see if you can pull it off. He's grayed out. Yeah. That's funny. Well, yeah. I mean, that, that could also be... Is that something they did after the warrant got executed? We don't exactly know. Because nobody was really checking into this until after the fact. Yeah, yeah. That's that's kind of like... It, it may but, seem... But it could also if be... If one does check out Google Cache, there was a page. And as of August 9th, it was up. 
So yeah, it, it was, and it was, you know, <laughs> done recently. That said, if you go to his own, like uh, you know, you can go to any of them, see how they're put in there, which is judge dash name dash middle name dash last name. You can uh, just type it in and go there directly, and it says access denied. It doesn't come to a four hundred four. It doesn't come to a, this page is empty. It says access denied. You are not authorized to access this page. But if you go to Google Chrome, it's there for uh, August 9th. Not Google Chrome. Ah, damn it, no. To Google uh, Cache. But uh, yeah, that and he's donated like uh, some multiple thousands of dollars to Obama and all that. Big Mike and. Oh yeah, no, he's definitely he's definitely a partisan hack. Like that's and that's the other thing. It was great where it's like people like Merrick Garland didn't sign off on this. There's no political bias, and then all of a sudden Merrick Garland comes out and says, "Oh yeah, I know, I did sign off on that." And you're like, first off, like like of course he signed off on it. There's no way he couldn't have signed off on it, right? You're not gonna you're not gonna go after the previous president without having like I, I. Partisan or not, government probably works the same way everywhere. You want to do something like this, you get as many people into the room to sign that document as possible. It's nobody, nobody wants to be the dude who steps out there. Like even if you want it, you still don't want to be that guy. So everybody did this together. Uh, but but it was kind of funny that when when we started we started talking about the judge signing off on this and Merrick Garland signing off on it. The reason that everybody was like, oh, Merrick Garland couldn't have signed off on it because, you know, that would appear partisan. And now it's, well, Mar- Merrick Garland signed off on it and it has nothing to do with partisanship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's funny. Real funny how that works. It is indeed. Or in the words of uh, a bad orange man, they are not sending their best. Yes, indeed. <sighs> yeah, but of course, that's not all. That's not all at all. So we've covered the mRNA deletion. Um, there was... Um, this one you might actually want to look over. I'll drop it over in staff chat for you so you can check it out, and we might want to go over that when we've got some more time. But there was a myocarditis study out of uh, Thailand that we could very easily say it's incredibly inconvenient for the established narrative, but we probably would do well to actually dig into the study so that we can say for sure what it says. But we can say that it does make things very uncomfortable for the establishment. And on that exact same note, I've got a nice little happy bit of news. Do you remember Roy Moore? Uh, no, I do not. That's fair. That's fair. He was kind of a flash in the pan because nothing really happened because they accused him of pedophilia. And then people on the right just uh, thought, oh, no, I can stand with that and burned him. Uh, Roy Moore, of course, he was um, he was going to be put in place to replace Sessions, I believe. And there was just this big uh, hullabaloo or something like, you can't do that. He's he's a pedophile. And back in this time and whatever, he, he raped some girls or something. Well, anyway, he was rewarded $8.2 million in his defamation suits against the Democratic Super PAC. So let me pull that up here. And that would have 
Now, of course, they're they're looking to appeal because, you know, they're evil pieces of shit. But uh, federal jury awarded Republican Roy Moore $8.2 million in damages uh, just this last Friday after uh, finding a Democratic-aligned super PAC defamed him in a TV ad recounting sexual misconduct allegations during his failed uh, 2017 U.S. Senate bid. That's what it was. Uh, jurors found the Senate majority PAC made false and defamatory statements against Moore in one ad that attempted to highlight accusations against Moore. So, yeah. Uh, long and short. Now, this guy... He was uh, he was burned. They they didn't give a fuck. It's like oh this is this is no good. We can't have this uh, we can't have this on us. So yeah, they uh, they just fucking burned him. Bunch of rhinos and uh, everything. So fuck those guys. Mm. And in a glowing endorsement, we have Al Franken that has actually said. Uh, that Liz Cheney is, you know, one of the best. Congresswoman Liz Cheney facing the potential. Shut up, Fox guy. I don't care. So, uh, yes, Liz uh, Cheney. I think that she, isn't she losing her primary? Oh, very, very, very badly. And yeah, and didn't she send out uh, emails to Democrats asking them for money to keep her in office? She has, and they've been kind enough to assist. And even uh, Al Franken, uh, I'll, I'll read his exact words. I've decided to endorse Rep. Liz Cheney for Republican nomination for the House seat in Wyoming. It's my first time endorsing in a GOP primary. But, uh, is that all? I thought he said more than that. Oh, okay. Well, I guess that's all it was that he said. Huh. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, he's... Um... Wait, What? Oh, okay. I'll read his whole statement again, because this is the whole statement given by Al Franken in the first person. Okay. First person, got it? Yes, indeed. Okay. From at Al Franken, I've decided to endorse at Rep. Liz Cheney for the Republican nomination for the House seat in Wyoming. It's my first time endorsing in a GOP primary. But I think Al Franken's support will carry a lot of weight with Wyoming Republicans. Well, I I love uh, I love this whole entire thing where the Cheneys the the left used to th- look at the Cheneys as like the same way that we look at the Bidens. The left used to look at the Cheney, <laughs> and now we've moved into this love period for people who you know they used to hate. But I, 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 you know what? I love it. Let them shoot themselves in their foot. Let them spend the money. Let them shoot themselves in the foot. I see nothing wrong with this. Well, I mean, um, they've been putting up uh, some of the America First candidates that that actually stand a chance over their rhino uh, counterparts in hopes that people will not vote for these ones that actually care about saving America as opposed to lining their pockets. And... Probably not going to go super well for him in all the uh, places where they attempt it. I have a feeling because a lot of these people, you know, all I'm going to say is, you know, if we want to, if we could get rid of basically every cringe shawl and replace it with a Bobert or an MTG, I'm down. I'm fucking down. Let's get. I don't care if every one of them wants to tell me about Jewish space lasers. I don't give a fuck. Let's replace every I mean, single one of these old people. Jewish space lasers is probably the same thing that I have been talking about in terms of like the U.S. shielding. 
I'm sure it's probably the same same system. Oh yeah, no, it probably it, yeah, it's probably like that heel light thing or fucking uh, any number of other things where it's like, oh yeah, no, it's actually a thing. It's just you know we're going to call it Jewish space lasers because that sounds yeah yeah, yeah yeah, and that's or yeah, turning the frogs gay or whatever. Yes, indeed. Or you know, being a parent of a slain child and then having a hearty guffaw right before you uh, start crying on camera. But that's another one, and I'm not going to touch that one because I'm not looking for an uh, for an Infowars level lawsuit. Uh, but it is I weird. I doubt we'll get an Infowars level lawsuit. Man, it would be cool to be that important. But I don't know. In it would time. be cool to be that important. It well, would. We will in due time. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, relatively quick. But we'll see. Uh, nonetheless. Uh, Franken, if you'll, uh, if you'll remember, uh, there's a picture on screen, uh, right now that, you know, will be, uh, very familiar to anybody that might remember his, uh, exploits. He was on the way home from, I think, Afghanistan and, uh, like groped some chick that was part of the, uh, party and, and it went over very poorly and he stepped down. Because uh, you know these people are all fucking idiots. Well, let's let's be very clear. It probably would have gone nowhere, but it was the height of the Me Too movement. So the Me Too movement had attempted. So they started with Harvey Weinstein, and they attempted to like corner a Republican, and then it turns out that most of the Democrats are sex pests. Funny that. So they had they were doing this this like this hardcore. Al Franken came out with this Me Too image. And as he had already turned around and done the believe all women and all the other stuff, he was basically obligated to resign. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he had absolutely pigeonholed himself. But that was kind of funny. That was definitely funny. Oh, certainly. All right, so we've got that good news. We've got the, we've got the COVID updates. Uh, we covered that one last week, although it didn't cover it with you, so I'll uh, just drop it so you can actually check it out, because I'm sure you'll find it absolutely fascinating. But uh, long and short, we had, uh, uh, around the end of last week, a U- university, I want to say in Texas, yeah, it was in Texas, uh, they've come out and said, yeah, without sharing with the Wuhan Institute of Virology, it's, uh, our, sorry, our sharing of uh, SARS-related research could be against the law. Hmm. Yeah, but we covered that last week, but I, I dropped the article for you if you want to check it out yourself. But uh, it's it's pretty much what you're going to expect, but you know, it never hurts to have validation for what you've known the whole fucking well, time. Well, this has happened quite a bit, right? So, so one of the problems that we have is a lot of these universities are partnering with China, and they're getting a ton of professors, and, and like some of the stuff the FBI has cracked down on, my guess is this is trying to get ahead of it before it bites them in the ass. Oh, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, and you know what? I've got... uh, I'll put this as the very first link in the show links. And that is to a person that's uh, at Liberty Gen on uh, Twitter of a story of dealing with the IRS as a kid. Um, And it's absolutely tragic. And it's, uh, it's something you should be aware of oh and uh, i guess i should mention noted uh 
noted uh, supporter of violence and extremism, Salman Rushdie, has uh, been hospitalized for an mm. attack in uh, Western New York. So, um, what attack in Western New York? Uh, he was doing a book signing or something, and uh, uh, some Arabic guy came up and uh, slashed the absolute shit out of him, like stabbed him ten times or something. Oh, that's unfortunate. It is. It is. You know, as much as uh, as much as I hate to say, when you live by the sword, you uh, whatever. But <laughs> you know, if uh, if maybe you had decided to evoke uh, thoughts of peace as opposed to thoughts of violence, maybe maybe you would have reaped them. But either way, it is very unfortunate that this guy is, um, you know, in such a bad way. He's like on a ventilator. He might lose an eye. He's got like severed nerves in his arm. He's been stabbed in the liver. Dude's in a bad way. And, uh, you know, yeah. I, uh, I hate to hear that for you. So, you know, it's just, uh, well, you know, it's one of those things, right? Whether it's civil war or politicians getting hurt, we can joke around it, it even for people that I don't like, with the exception of, you know, Smadam Whiff, right? He uh he's he's the only exception that I have to the violence doesn't solve anything, it probably makes things worse. Mm-hmm. I think that there are a lot of problems that can be solved a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I'll uh, I think I'll leave it at that because you know, I, I might be inviting disaster if I'm more specific. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> yeah, probably. I, I just, it's one of those things where, you know, we had the, the attack on the FBI mm-hmm. with a dude with a, the freaking nail gun. Like, seriously, I know people are saying, oh, it's a black flag operation, and uh, I can understand that. Somebody, somebody honestly decided to go after the FBI with a nail gun. But not only uh, that, the dude had an AR. Right, right. He's decided to break bulletproof glass with a friggin' nail gun. Yeah, because that's obviously going to carry more energy than a two two three or a five five six round, right? Well, you know, there is probably a better choice. If, if you really wanted to get into it, I'm sure I could design a way to penetrate the building and cause maximum damage. But it's not going to be a front assault on the goddamn FBI. What kind of idiot does that? Well, and to be fair, it's probably also not going to involve a nail gun. Uh, no. But yeah, no, it's uh, it really takes uh, it takes a special kind of somebody to to do something that stupid. Or like it takes somebody of... that you know follows orders really well. Uh, that's yeah. I, I don't think that helped anybody on the right at all in any way, shape, or form. But it, it has, uh, considering the raid, the, the FBI raid on Trump has ignited a significant discussion about whether the Democrats have gone too far. It may have actually been the best campaigning strategy that the Republicans could come up with is to have Donald Trump get raided. Right? Oh, yeah, um, no, it works. It really did. It really did. So So any violence to diminish that thing being there is is a terrible choice right you know i i when it came to like the january 6th stuff i i am fully on on board with the left defines what is politically acceptable and the right is entitled to it because you can walk into the court and you can say hey these motherfuckers sat there and did that and they didn't get punished 
right? You can absolutely do that. Equal protections clause protects you if the left decides to define uh, protest as as a, an act of violence. However, however, never get in the way of your enemies making a mistake. Yeah, we can. Uh, we can case, be thankful for uh, for the uh, decided number of mistakes. That are being right, made. like like react, upset, do all of those things, but don't don't try to go take on the FBI with a nail gun. Like nobody's looking at you as if you're somehow brilliant. Yeah, and this is of course assuming that this person wasn't you know an actor of whatever variety you like to say. I I understand the conspiracy theories. I'm just saying there, there might not be anything at all to it either. But you know, right? It's so fucking it, weird that there might. It's, uh, it, it's like it, we're we're at the point fall, where we have to ask the question. I would I would absolutely believe that an individual believed that they were capable of doing that. Like the individual who would who would come up with and decide to take an, a nail gun would have some sort of basis. And my guess is he probably did some sort of home experiment, which is completely invalid to penetrate glass. It wouldn't surprise me if the guy had like a couple panes of glass that he stuck together to try to figure out what the thickness was. And he's forgetting all of the layers of membranes that go together to kind of absorb the uh, shock damage. So, so like the way it works is you take a hard, brittle substance and you mesh it together with something that is soft and malleable and pliable. And the soft, malleable, pliable thing doesn't really like resist energy very well. And the brittle stuff does a great job resisting energy. However, it breaks. But if you combine the two materials together, you get this this composite material which takes the property of the energy absorption and dissipation while simultaneously having the stopping power of the the more stiff one i am sure he probably turned around and just stuck like i i can't see going in with a nail gun and being like yeah this is gonna work this is a great idea so he must have done some sort of home test and i'm sure that home test didn't actually have any of the layers of uh polymer well, you make a really good point with that. Basically, the nail gun is the thing that makes it seems like seem like it's not some uh, tool or agent or you yes, know, uh, yeah, whatever. It, it, it's so far out there that it's this so has to be fucking some guy. dumb. Yeah, right. It, it has to be somebody who's like, I've got a way to, I'm gonna think this through as a plan, and and my plan is gonna involve this stuff. And, oh, yeah, here's how I'm going to test it, right? I, I'm sure this wasn't a one-off event, right? There's a lot of people who are preparing for a civil war in one way or another, right? Some of us want to end up as land barons after the fact. <laughs> Other people want to go after the FBI with nail guns, right? That's that's whatever you're I think you're my initial is. comment on learning about that is what? Did he think he was going after the Strogs? Right. Which is uh, kind of a deep gamer cut, but, you know, whatever. None of it makes sense. None of it makes sense. That's probably why it's real. It's probably just a crazy person. I'm sure they're probably a Trumper, but it doesn't help. Oh, as a matter of fact, that's a very good point you make. Let me see if I can find the link, because he has a truth social. And he posted something incredibly... There it is. Found it. Okay. I'll put a link to this. Actually, I'll just drop it for you as well so you can see it. But uh, in his uh, Truth Social bio, 
Let me get that one for you. There you go. It. Uh, I'll just read the whole thing because it's very noteworthy. Uh, Ricky Schiffer, apparently the guy's name. I am a construction electrician in Columbus. I have had accounts blocked, locked, or deleted by ThemTube, Twitter, and believe it or not, Rumble. On the 5th, I tried to explain to Epps. You might know the uh, a, a person by the name of Epps who was in the area of D.C. around the 5th and 6th. That it would only make sense no, to... No, I would n- have no idea who that might be. Of course not. Who would? Whoever would know an Epps that, uh, you know, might have done something questionable on the 5th and 6th. Certainly, uh, certainly not federal agent Ray Epps. Certainly not. Because he's not a federal agent. We've had the feds tell us that. But uh, on the 5th, I tried to explain to Epps that it would only make sense to go into the building if they approved the fraudulent votes. He, of course, went back to yelling, we have to go into the Capitol. I unfortunately rolled him off as a dumbass. They did approve those votes. I am ready to handle this as an American. Which, uh, that's that's weird. That's really odd. We just need to be, you know, again, we need to be clear that, that stupid actions don't pay off. Mm, right? True. There will, I again, I, I, I believe very firmly that we're headed towards civil war. I, I think we've been headed towards civil war since about 2009 when postmodernism was on the rise. Right? And it's going to be over one of these postmodernist causes. You, you, you watch Tim Pool, and he's going, oh, abortion's going to do it, abortion's going to do it. And that's just not the case. But it is not here and yet. We aren't going to be in open conflict yet. Because ultimately the people who, who, uh, who know how to do violence don't want to do violence yet. Yeah. And they never want to do violence, right? So they never really want to. They need to feel like their back's against the wall. Mm-hmm. Well, there's still, there's still hope. And as long as hope exists and there is the possibility of you know, a remedy that doesn't involve violence, there's a great many people that are going to go ahead and give it the shot that, uh, that it's worth trying. Because you really don't want violence, because what comes after is very ugly. And the people that are holding off on the violence now, they really, they understand that. There's um, yep. there's some folks that are out there saying, you know, the right's never going to get violent. They're never going to get violent. And these are people on the right. And it's like, well, no, they're not right now, because there is still hope. And you right. can meme all you want about how you're a bunch of cowards that, well, you say you're going to do this and you're going to do that, but you don't do anything. It's we like, are, well, because the time is not for doing away. things. We are three months away of sweeping the House yeah. and the Senate. Yeah. And having not only the, the power, the actual legitimate government power that the House and the Senate have now, we can not only reverse the damage that's done, but we can kick the motherfuckers out. So sitting, why would I sit there and light up? Yeah. Unless, unless all of my recourse is is gone, and as much as as much as there are questions about the 2020 election, which I totally agree with, uh, not everything that's been said, obviously, I think we've we've covered that extensively. Uh, that does not mean that your vote isn't effective. The fact that Donald Trump got in the first time proves that voting actually does something so grab your brother grab your friend go out vote for for non-insanity yeah and just maybe be- we, can we know they're going to cheat so right. you've got to get more people out 
than that. That's exactly right. All I'm going to say is that we need an extra 22 million people to get out the vote. I'm not going to say why. I'm going to say that we need exactly 22 million people more to get out the vote. Exactly right. that so, number. So, so, but if we get that, right, if we get that and they go count and they've lost, and so far, by the way, they are losing handily. Uh, if, if they lose, we have ample reason to go after Joe Biden. And I do hope the Republicans, uh, you know, if, if we take the House and the Senate, I really I hope that we break have a filibuster-proof Senate. I don't think we will, but but if we take the House and the Senate, we can impeach Joe Biden just for all of the things where he turned around and said, "Yeah, I know this is illegal, but I'm going to do it anyways." Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's he has failed his oath of office on numerous occasions. To say so, the least. Like, and so why would I go through the effort of being violent? There's no point in it. Well, to, to put it simply, why would you give your enemies an excuse to put you in jail right. when so, you so, are scheduled to win? And if if it came to a point where all of a sudden the Republicans sweep, and then the Democrats immediately after the Republicans sweep start sending in police and military to go arrest all the people who were going to take office... Yeah, okay, now we have a real serious discussion about whether or not the government should remain in effect, right? But that's not today. Yeah, today, that's, that's when we, we move past the uh, the 14th and uh, the votes that that allowed, and we move, you know, much farther down. We go down. straight up Jeffersonian. It's time to water that tree. It's a thirsty tree. Indeed, indeed. It's uh, Well, you know, there's been a lot of drought this, uh, lot of drought this summer, and uh, this last year, too. Very dry years. A lot of thirsty trees. A lot of them. Mm -hmm. Worldwide, yes, you could say. You really could. No. That's why I don't think, like, I don't think it's a, black, uh, a, a what is a, uh, a false flag operation or anything like that. I think this is a legitimate dude who's just an idiot. Yeah, it's entirely possible. It very well could have been groomed, though. I mean, because that, that would also not be the first time. And wouldn't be the last. Well, isn't that one of the other court cases that's going on right now, where we have the uh, the Gretchen Whitmer kidnapping case, where it was pretty much all FBI agents? Well, yeah, there's actually something to that specifically. So, and yeah. and, and I think to to like take it one step further, right? It's not just that they showed up at a clubhouse and they got like one guy to go do something. They went so far as to have an agent literally be sleeping with him in order to... And smoking pot with him. Yeah, in order to make this happen. So, the government keeps on shooting itself in the foot. Let's let him do it. Oh, and that's, uh, that's something very noteworthy. So the FBI has proven themselves to be anti-American and basically utter fuck-ups. Yep. And wouldn't you fucking guess... That they have come up with something to save their own ass. Um, they have concluded that? that Alec Baldwin must have fired that gun on that set. I mean, they knew we we all knew he fired that gun. Yeah, but now they do too, and they're going to tell us because they're the good guys. Yeah, but like he said, he fired the gun. No, he said he didn't fire the gun. That that there was uh, some accent or some other dumb bullshit. Ah, uh, okay. 
Oh, that's right. He said it was a misfire or a uh, whatever it is when you get to you find a hot woman. You're about ready to get ready, and you're like, "Up, oh, sorry, I'm done, honey." Before yeah, everything, like yeah, it's it's one of those, yeah. A pre-cum of the weapon. You could say that. Yeah, uh, something like that. Ah, oh, sigh. Oh, let me see here. What was this? Uh, ah, okay, great. Yeah, I've got a link to uh, somebody actually that has the full cross and everything. So let me drop that for you in case you want to read over it. And I'll put it in the links below for everybody else. But, uh, yeah. So, uh, let me see here. Uh, Barry Croft. That was the, uh, that was the one, uh, there was a female FBI agent that was sleeping with him at on at least one known occasion and was smoking pot with him on the regular. Yeah. Oh, and they've got... Oh, excellent. They've got uh, some interviews. This is a really good thread. So, definitely... Uh, oh, wow. An, anti, uh, an anti-Trump Facebook rant by uh, one of the agents. Huh. That's interesting. Well, as they say, yeah, you know, whenever the... Uh, that to happen. Right? Huh. And two of the agents in charge of the primary informant were also removed from the case. One was moonlighting and using his position at the FBI to gin up business, and the other was accused of perjury in a separate case? Hmm. Wow. And then one agent instructed his informant to target a disabled Vietnam vet in Virginia to try and concoct the same plot against Northam. Huh. Well, that's interesting. That is a very interesting. And there's an interview uh, as well. So there's there's lots of good stuff here. Definitely check out the thread. And another one that's noteworthy is um, you're familiar with the uh, the laptop from hell, right? That's uh, finally getting talked about by basically everyone only uh you know it's only been two years right of course yeah so now that cnn's talking about it um it seems that um the feds are not happy uh john paul mcisaac the fellow that uh, actually initially set this thing up and gave it to the feds and gave the copies to everybody else he's getting accosted by the fbi now and uh, they want him to shut the fuck up Really? Do we have a date on this? I mean, I've got a date on the story. The story's dated the 11th, but I don't... Uh, let me see here. Mm, yeah, that's not really having much of a date on it. Well, whatever. I'll put it below or below here, so it looks like they're, uh, they're still going against this. And he has got... That guy, uh, Isaac, he's got... Uh, a multi-million dollar defamation suit against um, Adam Schiff, a couple of uh, media outlets. And, well, I, uh, I I hope he does as well or better than Mr. Sandman because he deserves that payout. Because, hmm. I mean, they destroyed his business and his uh, livelihood and everything. So, yeah. Pretty, pretty reasonable to uh, expect to get something back from these uh, fucking monstrous demons. 
you know, other than the uh, eighty-four billion that we sent to Ukraine, because we won't see a fucking cent of that. Although, if you're interested in picking up any of the uh, weapons that we send over there, you can actually order them for a reasonable fee off of ThiefNet, and they do offer uh, delivery by courier to uh, you know geotagged locations that are not surveilled. So if, uh, say, for instance, you're in need of a javelin or, you know, any kind of loitering munition, you know, hop on ThiefNet. They'll uh, ship it over from Ukraine for you. You pick it up in your local forest or wherever they want to deliver it to. They'll give you they'll give you your longitude and latitude. And, you know, then, of course, leave your review saying how pleased you are with the service, obviously, because if somebody's going to go to all that trouble, you know, the polite thing to do is to leave a nice five-star review. Oh, sweet. Found it. Okay. Uh, from the Wall Street Journal, Biden and Twitter censorship, Alex Berenson, COVID vaccines, White House, social media. So we've got hard evidence that uh, Biden officials wanted the site to ban Alex Berenson. I'll include the link to the Wall Street Journal article for everybody. Or, well, yeah, okay. Got the link to the article, not the Twitter thing. But basically, he took him to court and won, and they had to uh, they had to restore him. And when uh, you take somebody to court over these sort of things, you have the option for discovery. And so there's going to be some very interesting things in that discovery, which uh, apparently Mr. Berenson is uh, willing to share. And uh, well, uh, that's great. Yes, but I think I thought there was a, no. So so I thought that Berenson, mm-hmm. right? He got his count reinstated. They came to a settlement. Yes, and so he I wasn't think. going to share. Mm, I don't know the terms of the settlement, so that's entirely possible. Hmm. Now, that said, if they're doing something blatantly illegal, it would be his duty to report that even you know, with the settlement, I would imagine. But I don't know. I'm, I'm legitimately not like any kind of legal scholar or authority. Well, that, that's kind of the problem, right? Is is he? Uh, it, it does not appear that he is reporting, and that's there's a lot of people who are like, "What what's going on here?" Right? Mm, yeah, no, that's fair. I mean, a lot of it is just we have to uh, we have to wait, wait for answers, and answers that legitimately may never come. Because that's just the fucking way it is. But I will... I'll include one other uh, nice little short video for everybody to just have fun watching. It's a video of... Uh, oh, oh. Video of James Comey uh, talking about how, uh, you know, what Hillary did by having, you know, her emails at her private residence... As a non-president, mind you, who doesn't have the authority to declassify anything, that uh, that that's fine, you know. Even though it was a crime, it's not a crime worthy of pursuing, or something like that. Because, of course, why why would you pursue any of those sort of things? <sighs> yeah, but um. Let me see here. Is there anything? There's. I know I've got something else I was wanting to cover this week. I swear I do. Because I think there was something. Oh, damn it. Let me look and see here. 
Don't start wildfires. Yeah, don't. I... Yeah, you know what? I, uh, I'll i find the one for this first one because it's... It's just great. Let me drop the link for you, sir, because the image alone is just fun. Okay. So, in the realm of DIY and 3D printing, uh, there is now a 44mm uh, uh, RPG uh, out of a group called Wild Arms Research. It is, of course, a Class D item, so don't go making it! Because, uh, well, you literally wow. inviting disaster but uh, they've made uh, a round for it now uh, the thing itself has been around for I want to say a few months they've now got a chalk round which is basically you print out the uh, the quote unquote warhead and uh, fill it with chalk and I think they use like model rocket engines if I'm not mistaken hmm. which you know novel easily available and relatively powerful so, uh, yeah, they've got these things that are filled up with chalk, and, um, you know, they, they hit, and they go, push, well, like they do. Because they're, uh, you know, just a chalk thing. They're, And because you make them on the site, they're not a, a Class D item, uh, not a destructive device, so you can just make them and shoot them, which is kind of cool. Or, you know... That is kind of nifty. Now, you have to have a registered... Uh, you have to register the launcher because it can launch things that are not chalk rounds. Or, you know, you can just own a 3D printer. I recommend just owning a 3D printer. You know, and... You can go from there, as it were. You know, if you if you want to pursue this, that's great. And if not, well, okay, you know, that's fine too. But just know that 3D printing is amazing. So that's the background to the latest development by these uh, by these cool guys. I don't know if any of you uh, listeners at home have seen the movie Commando, but it's got a really fucking cool bazooka with four um, with four barrels. And well, they're developing a four barrel version of this uh, Wallet Arms DIY dealie. So they're going to be making a DIY M202, which is fucking great. I love it. Again, unfortunately, a destructive device, so don't you go building it. But, uh, you know, there you go. It's uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. And 3D printing is very interesting. Now, if we can see uh, some of these interesting cases go through that the uh, Firearms Policy Coalition and... Uh, oh, who else? Uh, GCA... I think it's GCA. Well, well, anyway, there's a couple of organizations that are actually working to actively end uh, a lot of these unconstitutional restrictions. And if they do, well, you might be able to just make yourself one of these at home, and it wouldn't uh, wouldn't have to register or anything because there's no more NFA. But for that, I've got a little ways to go. I'm being totally fair, as the NFA is kind of uh, kind of a third leg of uh, people who human rights and uh, they, they always fall back on that whole you 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 don't want people to own nuclear weapons uh, well if a privateer can own a cannon then yeah I mean it kind of works that way I I don't mind I don't want Bill Gates to own a bunch of fucking Corvettes with truce missiles but he has every right yes indeed he does 
See, I, I guess, I guess the way I see it is that I have no issue with you owning nuclear weapons or a tank or whatever the ridiculous thing that they're upset about and saying, oh yeah, you can't own that. That's not true. Uh, there is no reason that the government has to sell you one of its proprietary machines, right? That's how I see it. True, but you know, most of these machines aren't built by the government. They're built by private industry and sold to the government. Uh, that's true, but they're also built under contract, right? So so private industry can't just turn around and go build one of these things willy-nilly. The government owns the IP. They own all the other stuff. So when it, what it really comes down to is uh, you you don't really have – like the government doesn't really have this uh, – right to or, or the, the government doesn't have the right to restrict your access to it however the government also doesn't have the have to sell you those rights that it owns right and that's kind of the thing you're you're free to you're free to have a nuclear missile if you want to own a nuclear missile but guess who pays for all of the research into nuclear weapons right it's not it's not it's not private companies they aren't doing this so that they can own a nuclear weapon they're contracted to hand all this stuff over to the government when they're done. Yeah, and, you know, if you did decide that you wanted to actually investigate that, you would, of course, be arrested. Yes. You know, because that's how it works. Yes, indeed. All right, so I've pretty much covered everything I wanted to. Is there anything you'd uh, like to get into this week? Uh, no, I'm pretty good. Because I know we, um, I, we were wanting to specifically cover the nuclear bullshit, which we, well, we got and that's, that pretty that's well the covered. thing is it was yeah that, that it's it's yeah that was that was it is I saw people going nuclear documents and you're like do you, do you have any idea like the range of documents that could be considered nuclear documents? Oh, not only that too, they're the way they uh, put it out is uh, like their wording was very well chosen. Because yes. they didn't say that he specifically had this or that, just that he, they were looking for things that were marked in such a way, I believe is how it was put out. Uh, I think so, yes. It, it, they didn't even necessarily find things. It's like, hey, he was suspected of maybe having it. And again, this is one of those things where under normal circumstances, they would have taken the time, effort, and energy to go through a lawyer or a legal process and turn this stuff over, and it wouldn't have been a big deal. They chose to do a different process because he's Trump. Oh, yeah, they wanted the perp walk. Yes. And it's looking more and more like uh, they got another uh, another non-starter. Yes. And that's hilarious. Just plain and simple. Absolutely hilarious. Yep. Well, I guess with that we're um we're pretty well done for the week, so you can uh definitely subscribe on Anchor preferably or Spotify because uh they give us the most money and you know, money makes the world go round because like I said earlier I did I say earlier? I told you. I don't know if I did it on air, but yeah. Six days in the past uh six weeks of work, so it has been rough. But yeah, I am starting to get to the other side of this uh, goddamn injury. It has uh, it has humbled me. I can say with certainty. I have 
I have had to learn further grace than even I knew. Because if you don't, you will just scream and cry. And even if you do learn the grace, you might still just scream and cry because 72 hours without sleep with pain that is at near maximum human acceptable levels is really bad for your mental health. So, you can find me at that fake guy Dan. Uh, you can find the fake untitled podcast everywhere that podcasts are available, except for iHeart, but I'm working on that, and we might actually be up on there soon, too. You can find my man Steve here at Ratman720, uh, most places. And, of course, for the, uh, I guess, one other person watching right now, thanks for watching. And uh, you can always catch us live on Odyssey. And, uh, well, I guess that's about it. So, be good, and we'll see you again next week.